Bridges Boys. We like beer. We like beer. If you think that that sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear. We like Blondells, IPAs, cider stouts in the USA. We're just boys. We like beer. We're just boys. We like beer. What? We used to be scripted, and now we're not scripted, so. Raw dog. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back into the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. Well, this is a very cool looking, very interesting place we're at. Steven. Where did you find this place? Well, we've been talking to the owner for about a year and been having people come to us saying, hey, when are you going to do Golden Grove? Got to go down 85, go to Golden Grove, go to the farm. Well, we uh, contacted Andrew, what, just not too long ago, just a couple days ago. Yes, sir. And he said, let's do it this week. And I said, uh, okay, Wayne, when can we do it? And we all agreed on Thursday, so here we are. All right, so yes, we are here at Golden Grove Farm and Brew here in uh, Piedmont, Piedmont, South Carolina. Just right off the interstate, it looks like. Uh, before we get started in this, we just want to thank Mr. Chris Hitchcock for our wonderful theme song. And uh, keep up with the uh, latest and greatest Upstate Beer Boys. Check us out on Instagram at Upstate Beer Boys. All right, so we're here in Golden Grove. Nice little tap house we got here. Nice vibe. Andrew, welcome aboard. Glad to be here. You want to take a minute or two and just tell us a little bit about uh, Golden Grove and yourself, and then then we'll get started with the hard questions. Yeah, absolutely, man. We started out here in 2016, um, April 20th. This past year, we celebrated our seven-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Um, so I got my internship in college at Quest Brewery. At the time, I think it was only the fourth brewery in Greenville. Shout out to Don Richardson. Absolutely. Don is who I first learned under over there. Um, I was working with a band at the time called the Marcus King Band, and I had put them at Quest. And I kind of showed up for the show, really dug the vibe of the place, and I was looking for a Clemson internship. Approached Don about it, and I did my 400-hour internship with them. And upon graduation, they hired me on, and I proved there for about a year. Um, during that time, I was living in Greenville and just had my first child. My grandparents' folk house out here had um, burnt down, actually. And it was a little girl of this family that was living there that burned it down with a grease fire cooking french fries she would go on to win the first kids version of chopped and you know the, it kind of, the property kind of started going under after the fire there wasn't much out here this place that you're sitting in right now this building was originally erected because to have more than one billboard you have to have a freestanding structure it was rented out to a guy who ran a machine shop out of it for years. He left, house had burnt down, my family, we moved to Tennessee to run this hotel we bought. And it was getting rented out to a guy, and it would go on to get busted as being an underground poker house. It ended up sitting dormant for years and years and years. 
I was working at Quest, living in Greenville, and we were tired of paying rent, and we decided to build a house where my grandparents' house burnt down. While we were building it, we opened the doors back up and started using it to store our stuff. And it was a wreck. You know, it had a wall going down the center, hallway coming in, room on that side, had that nasty glued down linoleum that was just that nicotine stain color disgust. Slowly but surely we started fixing it up. Not necessarily to be a brewery, just to be our hangout spot. We put a pool table in here, dartboard, moved my homebrew equipment here. And you know, as it kind of started taking shape, we were like, maybe this could be something. So, you know, we kind of went week to week, list to list, and started getting stuff done. And, you know, we did it the grassroots way. We didn't have any investors, didn't have no whole lot of money, and we started, you know, kind of trading work for work and materials for materials. And as it started taking shape, you know, we applied for a license. Because to have a license, you have to have an address and insurance. That took about six months. Um, and fortunately, you know, Stonewall had came into effect then. We would not get the Stonewall permits initially because in order to do so, we had to do all these amendments to the well or we had to get sewer and city water brought in. And we ended up doing it down the road, but it cost you know, dang near $40,000 between the work and the permits. Wow. So we didn't get that done and get licensed under Stonewall until about four years into the project. Um, and then, yeah, I've been here cooking ever since during COVID. And it was unfortunate time what plan like that. We did an expansion. We doubled the space of our brewery and, and then put in a 10-barrel system, steam jackets, 10-barrel system. And uh, we've had that going. The last day of February was one year. So, Wayne, I don't know about you, but that's one of the most interesting startup stories that we've had on our podcast. Yeah, I mean burnt down house then a machine shop underground poker house now a pretty cool brewery so yeah <laughs> i love the story man and and one thing you know we did have to bring the city water in for to get the dhead kitchen but we have well water plumbed in to, to our tanks and we actually brew with all well water we have an 800 foot deep spring well and we're the only upstate brewery that brews with well water so you're telling me that you brew with true upstate South Carolina water? Found only on this farm right here. Piedmont. Piedmont. And so that kind of brings to that beer you're drinking, cold beer. That's our flagship beer. I haven't even tried it yet. It, it, it kind of comes when you at the stadium, you know, and you got the guy walk up and down the roads, and he's like, cold beer, cold beer. That's kind of where it came from. And, you know, with our demographic and the age of craft beer, it's all about these huge flavor stouts and these triple hot IPAs and all these crazy sours. Well, that's just, and, and we brew some of that stuff. And we enjoy the brew it and the drink it. It's just not our demographic. Our demographic wants cold beer. They want a light, refreshing ale or a lager. And that's one thing we learned early on. You don't, as a brewer, you're not brew what you want. You brew what your customers want. You brew what's going to sell. Absolutely. How's that cold beer? Cold beer's good. It's uh, better than the um, stuff that you can go buy out in the in the gas station 
with the red, white, and blue stripes and stars and thingamabobs. All right. <laughs> Did you have a question for the man? Let's talk about the food real quick. We'll get back to beer in a minute. Absolutely. I had sent you a message earlier asking you if you had food or if you allow food to be brought because we go to breweries that have food trucks, um, bring your own food, kitchens. So uh, let's talk just a little bit. What is your specialty here as far as food? So we like to keep it simple. We, we always have pizza and wings. We have a handful of house pizzas, but the way we have our menu is deconstructed and you can build a pizza any way you want. Our wings, we smoke them, season them, smoke them, and then we sell them with the sauces all on the side. You get one sauce per six wings and y'all just happen to come on Thursday, which is dollar wing night. Yep, and I had the smoked wings, dry rubbed, just bare. Well, I guess after we're done, I'll order some because I kind of got sidetracked with uh, something going on uh, on the way here and then setting up all the mics and stuff. So I'll put my order in a little bit. His air condition went out too at home. And that's what we've been dealing with today. Our cooler unit was giving us trouble. So we got our cooler guy here trying to rig it up to make sure we got cold beer. Well, we, we, pulled well, we got up. a cold beer right here. Yeah. We pulled up. My wife and I and daughter pulled up, and then Wayne was behind us because we passed him on their site. We pulled up, and I couldn't help but laugh because he was on the phone with me telling me that his air condition went out. And we pull up, and you got an air conditioned service truck out here. I was like, oh, this is just too comical. It never stops. That's the one thing with this place. It's always something. It's a community, and you got to have somebody for every job. And that's what we got. We got plumber regulars. We got electrician regulars. We got welder regulars. And we wouldn't have made it where we were without those people. Absolutely. Keeping it local. And that's a good follow-up for you, Wayne. He already, the man already opened up the door for supporting local. True, true, true. I'm sitting here and I'm looking. Well, I'll get back to that in a minute. So one thing when I was doing a little bit of a scouting when I found out we were going to come down here, is uh, you have a pretty unique uh, tap handle set up over there. And I see a lot of taps. So how many beers of yours do you keep on tap? Do you have any guest taps? Or uh, what kind of selection you got here? So we got 20 taps, which we, we did the install on. I don't know how I, I got lucky enough and did it centered. Ish. Ish. Um, <laughs> we, so we usually have 16 beers and or seltzers on tap of our own. We keep space for two guest taps. We have the uh, Coast Colch right now. We usually 15. We usually keep Colch. A Colch or a, hmm? do a PBR or a Coors, something that's kind of, you know, if somebody don't want nothing else and they are just steadfast on bringing something like that we got an offering and then 16 is always original sins black widow it is just we can't not have it on tap people go crazy no. forgive me what is that it's a cider okay and in south carolina the beer license does not include the ability to make cider right now we've that, heard that you can that wine license you can make wine cider and meat meat so we always keep a guest at home. I mean, we always have um, three non-alcoholic options. We have a house carbonated water, 
flavor changes every week. We have a house kombucha, which now you have to be 21 to drink. And then we do a, a cold brew coffee. And then our last tap is our nitro tap. And again, it's always rotating weekly. Um, you know, what, right now it's our house stout okay. um, with raspberry vanilla. Oh, okay. I think we might know what's next. But, uh, okay, so you got those taps, and you know, I like uh, you got a broad selection of your own stuff. You got a couple things for other people that maybe don't want, like, a cold beer. But, and, uh, but the tap handles themselves, I, I, they are pretty unique. What's the story behind that? Well, I got, I got one good story for you. Um, there, two of them are hand The Number one, number 20, the Brew Stooges was, was a group home brew club and the fellow we got in with him he died and he made us that tap panel so i will forever keep that tap panel tap 20 for him right number one was made by chris jordan who made our cigarette butt container and our mailbox the alien up front mm -hmm. he handmade that now all the other ones are funko pops yep and we fastened them to wood blocks and then put the tap insert and we learned very quickly that we are allowed to have them Funko Pop taps up there, but we do not own the rights to those images. So if I cannot post a picture of them as an advertisement, I actually got a letter in the mail from Disney that, that said very politely that we are glad that you're using these for your tap panels. You can use them for your tap panels, but you cannot post a picture of them as an advertisement on social media. And they asked very nicely, but also said that it, please make sure this never happens again. But that, that's you don't want to piss you don't want to piss off the big mouse in Orlando. That's no. for sure. That's just kind of strange how that works because if nothing else, you're giving them free advertisement of Funko Pops. But they were not. I think it was the Yoda tap that did it. They are. They were. It, it was. They were not about. It. <laughs> They're in cahoots. <laughs> The mural behind it looks pretty awesome too. So that is Bull Sluice at right under three foot. Um, if you look at it from here, all the rocks are different animals. Really? Look at them. There's a pig, there's a snake, a tortoise. Uh huh. You see the I different see animals I kind of see it now. And now look, you see the background of the trees? Mm -hmm. If you look at the trees, all the trees are witches' faces. Huh. Look in the trees, you'll see eyes and mouse and nose. All right, so this is an audio-only podcast, so when you go here in the next couple days, I'll post some images on our Instagram. We will gladly try to keep the tap handles out of it because we also don't want to run into the big mouse in Orlando the cease and desist letter we're too young for that <laughs> I'm uh I'm not being uh stingy but I'm gonna try some more beer I'm down for that y'all what y'all wanna go with an IPA next oh that's right up his alley so uh, I'll give you a little lead on that it is the, the government cheese that is our house our flagship IPA we, we, it's true West Coast style. That is the, my favorite style. 
and I feel like the IPA in the last couple of years, the Hazy Boys and all this stuff has kind of just taken over the IPA, and I like that tiny, resiny, you know, 7.5%, just middle of the range, West Coast style. So I'll go grab it. So real quick, I love the glasses. I was looking, I was like, these glasses must just be kind of like generic, but they're not. It looks like, like a little beaker, and it says established 2014, and it says GG 1013. So, and it's got a little uh, molecule. Brow alcohol. Yeah. That's what I call it. And, and that, that's really neat. Yeah, Golden Grove Farm and Brew. All right, the man is back with some government cheese. Hmm. West Coast style, so uh, I know a few of our listeners like uh, West Coast, like they say Westies are besties. <laughs> Come on now. Westies are besties. We, we've got a Instagram group of South Carolina people that love beer. So, Alright, so I'm really not a big, huge IPA guy. And the piney resinous ones really aren't my jam but hot damn this is good <laughs> oh man i brewed that thing and my brewer justice and graham before him and kenny after that and beeline there we have brewed that beer hundreds of times and we just tweak it and tweak it and tweak it and we you know i, I think we're pretty happy with it um i'm going to actually do i'm gonna lager that over the summer to do a lager burger because I'm obsessed with lagers and I think it's uh, it'll it'll put it r- really over the top where it really needs to be at. Yeah. So you actually like this one. I'm really surprised that you like this one. Uh yeah, this is this is pretty damn good. I mean I'm not saying that because the guy that brewed it is sitting right next to me either. This is this is probably one of the best West Coast IPAs I've tried. Okay. I'm impressed. But what do you think? You're the IPA guy. So, I'm one of those, uh, I kind of laughed inside when he was talking about the Hazy Boys and got to have the Hazy, and I love a good, juicy IPA. But just, uh, to me, this is just like, tastes like a traditional West Coast IPA, and it's not that bitter hoppiness at the back that a lot of people do, do not like. More like tropical kind of vibe. Yeah. That's, that's good. You, I, I could definitely drink some more of this. Well, you know, oh, that's, it, our, 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 you know, that's our baby. You know, it, it does have a little bit of bitter on the back end, but it's not like the punchy in the throat, kicky in the gut, throw you on the side of the road type. Uh, Dang, Wayne. Tell us how you really feel. Well, that's how some of them do me, you know? <laughs> All right. So, you brew beers for your clientele but I know that you brew beers for yourself because if you're going to brew beer you're going to brew something that you like absolutely all right so what is your go-to beer of your own beer you have on tap so what we have on right now probably the sea brown kind of a in college I was obsessed with Newcastle okay so I wanted to make that beer, you know, a five percent approachable brown ale that was just middle of the road, slightly malty but very palatable. 
Um, the be if I was to drink one beer for the rest of my life, it'd be a Pilsner. Okay. We just brewed one. We got it lagering right now. It's going to be about a four and a half percent Pilsner, and and as an ode to Pelzer, South Carolina, we are calling it the Pelzer. Pelzer's not that far away either. Right down the road. <laughs> I'll come back for some Pelzner. Yeah, about two months. About two months, and I'm actually taking a little hiatus from beer myself. And I, what I've done is I'm not going to have a beer and talk and drink that Pelzner right off the tank. That's dedication for you. Absolutely. All right, so the name is Golden Grove Farm and Brew. What is the farm aspect of this place? So if you walk around the building, on the back side of our boiler is hole one of the disc golf course. Uh -huh. We have an 18-hole disc golf course that was designed by Todd Line of the PGDA. Um, it, it happened in phases. Um, we'll be hosting about three PGDA sanctioned events this year. At the end of hole one, we have our garden stage, which we do about four events of our own a year out there. But we try to work with production companies to bring in to put on their own events. And we have a garden out there. And now this garden is our seventh year of doing it. Right. And it has been a process. Um, this year is the best it's been. We have okay. it all fenced in on all different sides of the garden. There's different vines growing. One of them is muscadines, one's scuppernogs, one of them is grapes, and then the other side's got blackberries. Okay. Sitting outside of our garden, we have two raised beds. One of them has garlic and onions, and the other one has herbs. Uh -huh. Inside the garden, we are doing tomatoes, squash, zucchini, cucumber, garlic, okra as a night. And we'll try to use as many of the ingredients as we can from our garden in our uh -huh. kitchen. Doesn't get much more local than that. And I'll tell you a little bit, um, one of our specialties is we grow garlic and then we ferment it. And we make what, you, what they call black garlic. Uh -huh. And with this black garlic, we make a balsamic. And we age this balsamic and we sell bottles of the balsamic and we use the balsamic in our house pizza sauce. Okay. In the summer, so in the winter we do tots, regular, or you can get them loaded. Uh -huh. And in the summer we do salads. And then we'll make a salad dressing with oil and our this balsamic. And it's, it's really, really quite nice. Mm, sounds like deliciousness. Are y'all garlic fans? Uh, yes, I am. A little bit. This is black garlic. Garlic has been Ooh. firm. Oh, wow. As soon as you open the lid, man. Whew. That's some uh, like that's it. some powerful stuff. So that's so you grow that on your farm? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't get much more local than your backyard. Okay. And it, the flavor of, it, especially in cooking and stews, whatever. Right, I gotta smell that one since you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dr away. Dracula ain't coming nowhere near this place. All right, so talked about beer, talked about food. Let's talk a little bit about the decor. I see a lot of cool stuff. These tables, I love these tables. Is there a story behind the tables? Yeah, absolutely. So... Growing up, I was, I'm, my grandmother's a musician, played piano. 
And my, my parents had me at a really young age. So I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. And I'd travel with my grandmother to gigs, and she played at a lot of nursing homes. Also got really good at checkers by going and spending all this time in nursing homes. So growing up, we would go see a lot of music. And our hometown venue was the Handlebar, right near Stone Avenue in Greenville. When they went out of business, um, a, a buddy of mine, Mark, had bought all these tables. And a couple, he had them in storage in, at, his, at his barns. And then a couple years later, ended up hooking us up with them. So we had a little piece of the Handlebar's history inside of our place. So we had a little bit of a heads up for that question. Mr. Wayne was talking about it. It was like, oh, that that's a great question. That's keep it all local. Yeah, man. It's a we. It's a it's a blessing to have stuff like that. We kind of you know make an effort to try to collect pieces of parts of of places, especially places that we're very fond of and closed down. Trying to keep a piece of part of them in here to kind of keep the memory alive. Not only that, I see a wall of mugs. Some of them have some pretty cool stickers on them. Some look a little plain. Yeah, we, we got a mug club. We have 350 members in there currently. If they're on a screw, that means they didn't build a hook. And that's the goal is to eventually get everybody to build their own hook so it has a custom feel. We have some really cool stuff up there. We got um, one that was cut out of metal on a CNC machine. We have a couple different antlers. Um, we have one that a guy made um, a, a mini Lego brewery. I and saw that. My favorite one is right here. You'll see Rocket Man right there. That's my buddy Eric. And that was actually a wing from a rocket that he designed that went to outer space. Nice. Oh, that's pretty. You don't see that every day. No, you don't. You would not believe how heavy that thing is. Oh, I bet. It don't even make it, that thing. It is just, it is so heavy. I like the wrenches. The guy welded wrenches yeah, together and used bolts. And you got a piece of rock. I'm assuming they're rock climbers. Yep, yep. That's hooks on it. We, there's also, and it's one of the things. The more you look up there, the more you'll see. Oh, I see a government cheese block. Absolutely, that's a that's our uh, one of our local mayors block up there. Oh, that's the mayor. That's the mayor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mayor Piedmont or Pelzer? Oh, actually, Piedmont is unincorporated. Fun fact. Oh, that's okay. Fun, um, Williamson, actually. Um, okay. Oh, I know. I know the fire chief Williamson. He's supposed to be here tonight. David Hunt. Yep, he's supposed to be here tonight. Yeah, his <laughs> son caught a monster. I think it was his son. Caught a monster of a uh, fish in our pond earlier this year. Yeah, him and I have been friends for a long time. Yeah, he comes out here every now and then, plays a little cajon. Oh yeah. With like a, with like a. Andrew Crawford, Brandy Cold, or people like that. So, David Huff, if you're not out here tonight, I'm going to be pissed because you said you were going to be here. This is where David Huff comes to uh, get his uh, lessons in cooking low country bowl. Oh, that's a jab. <laughs> that is a jab. All right, so you got a pond on site. Do you have fishing tournaments back there? No, not tournaments, but we do let people fish. It's catch and release only. Yep. That's uh, the only way to fish, really. The pond has two springs in it, and it has a creek that runs next to it and we have an end uh, a, a valve cut in to where if the pond gets low we can open up a valve and bring in the water from the creek what's cool about it is there's natural flow in water at all times so you know mm -hmm. a lot of ponds get kind of murky and weird looking because huh? they're stagnant, stagnant ours yeah. is constantly getting fed with the spring 
And if it's not sufficient, we can pull in water from the creek. Those glasses are dry. You want to go for who? Uh, number three. I'm, yeah, I Remember, man. we got to drive home. Well, they're small glasses. <laughs> so we are going to go with the party pills next. We did this one for our seventh anniversary I was telling you about. And it is going to be a hoppy pills. While he's grabbing a beer, I got to take a bathroom break. All right, we'll be right back. needed um but hey i had to run to the porta potty there's no porta potty here oh i went to the wrong one then no wonder it took you so long to get back 
But hey, look at this. Your glasses are full again. Hey, the, I went to the bathroom and came back, and the beer genie filled our glasses. Imagine. All right, so this is the um, to the party pills? Party pills. The party pills. Right up your alley, Wayne. A little hoppy for a pills. But oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. That's even better. So we had not talked about hops. No, we haven't. You want to fill us in a little bit on uh, where you get your hops? Do you outsource them from all over? Do you use local? So we've been growing hops for pretty much since we started. But it's just to scale, you know, we'll, to scale, we're not quite the right latitude and longitude to do it at a really high level. And we've had some decent success with it, but never more than enough than just to brew a single batch a year. Okay. Which we usually, you know, last year we did one wet hot batch, but we had another local hot grower surprise us. And he just, he just cut down his vines and just put them all over the back of the brew house. And we came in one day and everything was just covered in hops. <laughs> it was awesome. Fresh hops. Fresh hops. And we got to do one wet hot beer last year, which yeah, as a brewer, you know, it's just a delight, you know, to use... Carolina malt, fresh well water, and South Carolina grown hops. It's a you know it's a it's a dream come true. What kind of hops were they? So the seeds are usually grow the best here. We got them from the Clemson Organic Farm. David Thornton who owns Carolina Barn House with them. Cascade, Centennial, and Chinook were what we were growing out here. Okay. Um, Cascade's probably my Cascade and Centennial my favorite. My you know, I haven't been in, in the IPAs as much the last couple of years. I think I just drank so much of them. But one of my all-time favorite beers is Bell's Too Hardy. And, you know, Centennial is what makes that beer what it is. So that's something we've always enjoyed to work Well, you don't want to watch uh, my review on Bell's Too Hardy then on my YouTube channel because I think I call it like liquid pine salt. Of course, that, was like two, that was like over two years ago, so I, I've grown a lot since then. So, in your government cheese, what hops do you have in that? The the ones I just mentioned. Okay. All right. Uh, well, party pills. I, I love a party. I love a pilsner. It's a great combination. Yeah, we, uh, we actually had a band called Soul Legit come out here, and it was like our purple party, and they did a bunch of... Prince tunes and the, the guy, the lead singer, dressed up like Prince, and we had our purple party. And it was a, it was a really good way to celebrate seven years. You know, we we've interviewed one of the brewery that does a wet hop beer once a year, but this is the first brewery that grows their own hops and gets local hops to make their wet hop beer. So. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. I mean, this guy, this guy's got the local thing nailed down to a T. Carolina Mall, which... North Carolina. North Carolina. Um, yeah, we need to get them online. We're um, we're going to Asheville next week to do uh, an interview with somebody that will be coming up. So maybe we need to get on the line with Carolina Mall House. Yeah. Um, They're awesome. I think they make some of my favorite ever. All right. Speaking of brews, before we uh, started talking, I got the uh, the guided tour of the, the tap room and the original location and everything in the brew house. And there were some interesting things about your brew house. So walk us through for our listeners 
your brewing system, um, and just all the neat little tricks you've got, and uh, the size of it too. Yeah, so, you know, building a, a brewery was hard. Yeah, you're doing something you've never done before, and you got to live with all the decisions you make. I knew what I wanted from working at Quest and, and you know, working here, but some things, you know, you just kind of got to roll with the punches. You know, you kind of start with the ground. Having sloped floors and drains is massive. If you do not have sloped floors and drains, you will work so hard and you will wear squeegees out left and right. We were originally going to get this seven barrel brew system that was in Alaska at the time, but it had been passed around. It was really old. And then this guy, Charleston, who was going to start a brewery, wasn't able to get it going. There was boiler issues, COVID, it was all this stuff. And we couldn't afford it because we needed to get it. We could afford to buy the brew house, but then we couldn't afford to put steam to it. But, you know, a couple of weeks later, he hit us back up and said, hey, you know, I really want y'all to have this. I can come price price. to sale. So I, my buddy, Hoss Thompson, he loaded up his skid loader. We headed down there, hired an 18-wheeler, backed <laughs> it up at this guy's place. And now this Bruce system we got up here was brand hammer new, still in plastic. Damn. We, we loaded it up ourselves, strapped it down, paid for it. And I kid you not, from the second that thing left who it got here, it was the ner- most nervous I'd ever been in my life. Because it wasn't insured or nothing like that. So oh, yeah. something was to happen. 95, 26, 85, I don't blame you. It was my life on that back of that trailer. And was it enclosed? I didn't hear no, that part. No. Open, <laughs> open. You, you, at one point, you just saw a full brew house. And I'm talking. Coming there, up the interstate. There wasn't an inch left on this 18-wheeler. I mean, it, we packed that thing full. Okay, now I see your, your trouble or your... Your anxiety level was high because I was thinking you had an enclosed trailer nice. and you had everything padded and nice. Straight so one one wreck would have took you out. Took us out. It got here, and you know that's it didn't come with instructions. You know, <laughs> and it gets here. It's it's all back there. We just got the building up. And we're so excited, and then we started realizing what it would take to put it together. Because you got you got regular plumbing. You got electrical, you got steam plumbing, just to get it started, right? And, and that boiler took six months to get made for us. We had a custom boiler. We went with, um, what's the name of the boiler company? I'll think of it in a second. Ryan up there, Boiler Masters up there in, um, up in North Carolina. They were an okay. absolute pleasure to work with. Massive shout out to Marlin and the good people at Bola Masters. If you're looking to start a brewery and want to go with steam, these are absolutely the people to go with. You know, boiler code is kind of tricky. So what we did is we got a, a boiler custom fabricated to South Carolina boiler code, prefabricated in what looks like half of a shipping container. And then it was dropped right here on the back and then plumbed straight to the building. But I mean, that took six months to get fabricated. While that was going on, we got the gas line ran here. Had this neighborhood not got built back behind here, we wouldn't have had a gas line. And you would lose your shirt trying to run that boiler on propane. Right. Oh, yeah. And in any propane tank under 900 gallons has to be registered with Homeland Security. So you have a whole other layer that you got to deal with. 
Now, you know, it, the bowler got here. Boiler piping was done. We got to hook the gas. All the electrical got done. All the water plumbing got done. It, it took us about two years to make all this happen. It don't seem like a lot of talking to, but all that stuff takes time. And we didn't skimp on anything. All the glycols, copper, everything we got done, we, we did it as good as you could do it because we were trying to build something without the little of us. Day one, go to fire up the bowl or do the bowl test, nothing works. We call the manufacturer, we're saying, hey, you know, the PLC's on, it's not responding. Pneumatic valves won't turn, solenoids aren't sending signal to the, uh, to, to, for the heat, and we're sitting there scratching our heads. That code that runs the PLC was stored on a backup battery. It sat for so long that it got erased. Oh, oh crap. So they had to reprogram. Well, we, we don't have those capabilities. Started talking to people I knew to do that kind of work. Nobody had the time. We got in touch with the manufacturer. They basically told us that it had to be reprogrammed and be $15,000. Kid you not at that time, that was all the money I had left in my name after building and, and buying the brew system. Mm. I sent him a check. I sent him a check. Wired in the funds. Sent me immediately. Sent me an email with the code. Got our buddy of mine to upload the code in the system. It worked, but it delayed us yet another month. And um, yeah, and then you know, you know, right after that, we we were able to do the first brew on it. It was the last day of February last year, and it has been working pretty seamlessly ever since we had this we had our bowler go down a couple months into it we had a motor go down the bowler we got that fixed and ever since we got that fixed we've been rocking and rolling and we ended up going with low country craft for distributor shout out to low country craft ashley and tyler with them are absolute rock stars um if you were interested in getting golden grove beer you can hit up tyler from low country and he will he will hook you up with six or half barrels of the cold beer or the government cheese um, and yeah, we, we've been on market for about two months and really looking to hopefully expand our footprint in upstate. All right, so you kind of opened the door on distro. Do you have any plans on, I know you distro kegs, how about cans or anything like that? So we did some contract canning, worked with some great people, Can on the Run, big shout out to Can on the Run. If you're looking to do contact canning, they're, they're an awesome company to go with. We just didn't find it advantageous enough. Right. And the market, it wants the Sixtals. It's something that we would like to do eventually in-house on a small scale. Right. But until we really master the keg game, it's something that we will, you know, we got one of those October canners. I would maybe want to get a single or double heads, something small to do in-house. But it's not something we're looking to take to market, at least for the next five years Okay, 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 you know. Just further incentive to come down to Piedmont and have a cold beer. If nothing else, just the atmosphere is really cool. My wife and daughter came. My daughter's out there playing on the little patio area. Got little frisbees, got all kind of nice, nice little property. Walking through the woods, little nature trail. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, we did an event this past year called Raise the Stage. We had the work. Reed River String Band and Grateful Brothers come out and play that. We're about to drop the details for Raise the Stage 2. It'll be somewhere around the middle of next month. And we, the goal of that event is to raise some funds 
to build our second stage. We, we built this stage, this indoor stage, with the first event and with the second event we hope to build our final outdoor stage so we can have some more national and regional acts to help support and grow our local music. One of my friends comes down here and plays a good bit and he told me that we need to come down here and do an interview. You know, he's talking about building a second stage. I see uh, Golden Grove Palooza coming up pretty soon. Absolutely, sure. Yes, again, we love working with production companies. So anybody out there looking to put on events, shows, concerts, reach out. We'd love to work with you and, and bring your dreams true as far as, you know, putting on a rock and roll show or a metal show or a country show. You know, we've kind of open all demographics and all kind of acts. So what about events if somebody had like a wedding i mean this looks like a really cool place to have a wedding or a business function absolutely we do a lot i did my um my kids elementary school's christmas party last year we oh actually, that's <laughs> yeah we actually have a wedding uh, on the 20th this month our brewer okay. is getting married and we're doing the party here nice our brewer justice murky which he wanted to be here today but he he was working his butt off in the brew house all day and was ready to ready to head home once he clocked out i hear you um so you mentioned that tonight's uh, dollar wing night because we're on a thursday what rotating events do you have during the week to uh just change it up and get people to come down here so yeah absolutely monday pizza and a pint it is $15 for a pizza and a pint and we have an open jam so we we have drums bass guitar and you're welcome to bring any instrument and sit in with our house band and play songs that starts at eight every Tuesday Dustin and Rachel host music bingo every single Tuesday Wednesday we have residencies the first Wednesday of the month is the funky donkey it is uh it is improvisational what would you consider jazz music? It's led by Jason Phillips um, of the work that I just mentioned. And um, currently, Hurt and Skip, which is our absolute favorite blues group of the upstate. He features different artists come in and play sax and guitar. Evan Jacoby comes in on sax. Troy House on guitar. All sorts of different people come. The second Wednesday of every month, which is last month, last, yesterday, is led by Matt Puritan. It's kind of a bluegrass-style jam brings in different bluegrass players and they do their thing. The third Wednesday of the month is uh, led by our bartender, our Wednesday bartender in Brooklyn, and they do kind of like a dance party kind of thing. And then the last Wednesday of the month, the Reedy River String Band has their, their monthly residency here. Thursday is, is wing night and we do like an acoustic jam. Friday and Saturday is live music. Every Friday and Saturday. The third Sunday of every month, we do a low country bowl. Thinking about getting music back going on Sundays, but usually after the weekend, we're, we're pretty ready for a break, you know. That's why you was talking about David Huff learned. And so he gets tips. That's, uh, yeah, why he, that's why David Huff has such good low country he, bowl. He, he gets monthly lessons down here at Golden Grove. Secrets are coming out. So... When I was doing my scouting, I noticed that you had uh, hours listed for every day but Sunday. So, are you normally open on Sundays, or is that we're, just... We're open on Sunday. We just kind of keep it low-key. I got gotcha. you. Know, kind of hush-hush. Yeah, we don't try to push it too hard, because being open seven days a week, that Monday comes quick. All right, so another thing when I was taking in the tour of the ambiance of Golden Grove, as we were walking back into the uh, tap room, I noticed... I saw the poster 
of the uh, Legacy Ale. Absolutely, Tom um, Davis. Tell me what you got on that. Man, man that's, where, that's where it all started, man. Like I mentioned, I had my first brew job was at Quest, and I learned a lot from Don. But I'll tell you, man, Tom is an absolute legend, man. He He's like a second dad to me. You know, when I first started getting into home brewing, that's where I got all my stuff. And I, I've just spent a lot of time picking that dude's brain and hanging out with that guy. And I just got the absolute utmost respect for what he did for the upstate craft brew community. What he, you know, ever about everybody in the upstate who brews beer has some connection to Tom. And even in North Carolina. I mean, he is wild. Even in Florida. He, Florida, yeah. He had the absolute dream team. At one point, had Whit Lanning, who owns his own brewery, Burning Blush, which highly recommend. He, he makes some of my favorite beer I've ever tasted. You mentioned Kenny, Thomas Westmoreland, um, your boy Zach Newton over there in Newgrass. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, been on multiple times. He's helped us out. I, I pulled Justice from there. I, I said I'd never poached from Tom, but when it came to Justice, I just, it was too much of a perfect fit. And I just, you know, I'm blessed beyond belief to have him as our brewer you know he just he's taken to it and he's just you know he's absolutely blows my mind week in and week out on how hard he works and he just puts his heart and soul into his job it's a really really beautiful thing having him here and you know it's just you know all our roots are tied to that place and we'll always pay Thomas Thomas to Tom and he he's a legend and he's a hero to all of us and absolute inspiration we were very fortunate to have Tom on the earlier parts of our episodes. Yeah, I mean, episode four of the Upstate Beer Boys podcast is Thomas Creek. And uh, when I got the text on our group text back back then that uh, Tom agreed to be on the show and have us on, I, I, was, I was just blown away because I'm like, all right, this is the biggest dude in the Upstate as far as craft beer and we're just starting out he wants us to be on our podcast i was all in talking to asked us and then talking to the man before we even started uh the interview you know we talked about mustangs we talked about cars we talked about other things oh man very humble he's a legend i'll tell you i went and sat in worked the bottle line a couple times and he will outwork anybody I mean, that man was a working machine. He just, he he led by example. He was, he was a true leader. And I, and I got so much inspiration to him. I always looked up to him so much. And always, you know, he was a big part of everything I've ever done. You want to try one more? We'll never say no. Okay. All right. We're, we're going to go with our nitro. All right. It is, it is our house uh, stout, which is the LBA. And this nitro edition has the has the addition of raspberry and vanilla. All right, so we've got another gorgeous looking beer here, and uh, mm, on the nose, man, I'm getting some uh, fruit action here. What is this lovely nectar that you've poured up for us this time? That is some raspberry up in there, man. We, um, I was always a really big fan of. A bead of purple haze. Yes. So that was kind of the inspiration. Um, and then two, we got these two guys, Mark and Roy, and they come here every day at three o'clock, like clockwork. And that is their beer. And we actually 
ended up naming it after him. I'm gonna go grab a sticker for y'all. We named it Mark and Roy's Toast and Jam. And surprised them with it the day after the cannon run. Oh, wow. Got it done. That is pretty freaking sweet, man. I'm gonna give y'all those too. Clemson actually designed that. They featured us in their fall alumni magazine a couple years back and they designed that kind Okay. So what I'll do is I'll cut my face out of it and stick them on random people's mugs. <laughs> so what's your ties to Fine Clemson? Waldo. Sir? So what's your ties to Clemson? I graduated there in 2013. I was a Parks and Rec major. Um, Another beer we have up there, Dr. Bill Screaming Wit, was brewed for my all-time favorite professor there who just had his last lecture. And mm-hmm. I was at the honor of brewing his famous jalapeno peach wit mm-hmm. for, for the event. And now he's uh, he's officially starting his new journey into retirement. So since you're a Clemson grad and you're here in the upstate, are you familiar with the Kite Hill Boys? I've been there once, and my little cousin Luke uh, Brzezinski, a.k.a. Luke Deuce, plays there all the time. Okay, I think we just had them on the podcast recently. Nice uh, nice guys. Cool setup. I love the area that, you know, it's got all that built-in business all the way around them. Right. It's a wonderful setup. I don't know. You've got it going on here because you've got everything that you could possibly want, basically, all-inclusive, all right here. We're next to nothing but 15 minutes from everywhere. That's right. All right, so, man. I'm loving this beer. Oh, yeah. It is our third most popular beer. Kind of smells like the one that I did not too long ago with the raspberry. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't get to try that one. I got to try it at one point in time. This one might be a touch better. No offense. Oh, burn. That's okay. We've been doing this podcast for almost two years, and Mr. Mayor says, I brew beer, and this and that. Have I been invited for a brew day? No. I got to go to breweries and brew beer. <laughs> well, y'all come brewing with us sometime. Oh. Hey. Hey. We're down for that. We make it happen. We're, we're on our third. No, we're officially on our second. Well, we got well, to assist with. Two and a half. Yeah. 2.5. We did two full ones with beer that we got to name. And then the third one we got to assist. You got to assist. I got to assist for... Some of us have to work for a living. A Simpsonville Tap House. Oh, cool. I hear Simpsonville might be getting another brewery. Uh, Simpsonville, Fountain Inn. Malden. Malden. Malden and Fountain Inn's the same guy. That's so cool. Yes, the scene is really is thriving. It's a beautiful thing to see. You know, you can't, to my opinion, you can't have too many breweries around because there's restaurants everywhere and no one complains about having too many restaurants. There's, let's just say there's bars and tap rooms everywhere. No one complains about too much of that. So bring on the breweries to me. Uh, What I love about the craft beer community is it's a community. You know, um, we've been doing this for almost two years, and I've never really heard of like any like uh, super competition. Uh, you know, like the theme "Rising Tide Lifts All Boats." 
Ooh, boy. I might have bit off more than I can chew with 10 wings here. I told you, I got six they're, and I couldn't finish them. They're, they're the big healthy wings, y'all. They're, they're all seasoned and smoked. And then what we do is we air fry them to order so they're lean. You know, you're not getting that grease from the fryers on there. They're nice, big wings, wholesome. And then all the sauces are on the side. We like to think it don't need no sauce, but we got them if you want. I got mine dry rubbed. That's what you got, right? Absolutely. So we've talked about a lot of different things. And, you know, the more I hear about Golden Grove, the bigger a fan I am. Um, as far as community, have you done any collaborations? I know you, we've talked about the music and whatnot and the uh, different events you have. Uh, what other community ties do you have here in the greater upstate Greenville area, Pelzer area, Piedmont area, whatever you want to talk about? I mean, yeah, man, we... we community it's a lot that's you know the kind of focus of why we built this place here was to be a pillar of our community to, to give a place that busts that stereotype of a bar it's a smoky low-lit place where somebody goes to get away and they you know they're you know and it's just bad talk is this and that we want to be a place where you bring your family bring your dog have a couple beers and go home by 10 o'clock you know we want to it's we want to that real wholesome environment we do we've done stuff um with whiskey's animal rescue we've done stuff with uh where alex our buddy i think it's still like soil and water conservation they did this project we came up and um they decorated and made turned 55 gallon buckets into rain barrels okay for folks yeah you know we um you know, I do all sorts of private events and stuff. I would love to do one of these markets. I see a lot of people, Brew 85, New Brew, they have success. Cotton Hill just did a little market. It was small, but... I see a lot of people have success. I love that idea. You know, anything that brings people together. Um, we did one event last year, the uh, Golden Solstice, where we had a bunch of vendors come out. We had a bunch of blow-up rides for kids and stuff, you know. We, we would love to do stuff like that, but what we found is best to work with production. It's best to work with companies that do that for a living. I don't do that for a living. I, I work in music. So, you know, for, for me to produce an event that has all these other elements puts me outside of my element, and I prefer kind of like my managing style. I like to put the best person for the job in that position mm -hmm. and let them do what they're good at and not micromanage. So, you know, anybody that's out there that's looking to do that kind of event, we would love to work with Bring, have your festival here, have your concert here, have your charity event here. And, and you know, we, you know, we're real hands, hands off. You, you come in, we'll give you the reins, we'll be there to help do anything to assist, facilitate you in, in making your event successful. We're really into like letting people do their own thing. How about collaborations other breweries? Uh, we done we did a couple. Uh, we were in on that legacy brew with Tom. Uh, we did one with liability. We did a, a dunkel with them here. Uh, oh, uh, uh, did it over there. Dunkel Jip the chip or something like that. That was it. Oh, I had that yeah, over he, there. It was he good. talked about that. We're what? the breweries? I'll be honest with you. I, I had one really bad experience kind of one time, and, and it really turned me off of it. Oh, I don't want to get into or anything, but it's not something I see. Don't give me like I'm. If I want to feel like I'm down for it, and I'm always open for the idea. Uh, we, we got our buddies Joe Cassie Valley. We're about to start doing some work with 
Eddie and them over there. But for me, it's a, it's a pretty intimate relationship to work with somebody like that. So it's not something we just throw out there lightly. Okay. We're gonna work with somebody. We're gonna take it really seriously, and we're gonna we're gonna try to deliver something that's truly special and unique. So we should feel honored that we just got asked by the man to brew a beer with them. I'm always honored when that comes up, you know? <laughs> well, we would love to bring that to reality for sure, y'all. That'd be an honor. That'd be an honor for us because when we started this, you know, we were like, hey, it'd be neat to be able to brew a beer with somebody. And he opened the door with it. And the brewery uh, plank owner jumped right on it. And then I asked Habitat, and Habitat jumped on it. And so we'd love to make you our third. We'll do it. We'll do it. I'd love to make that happen. Now, what kind of beer would y'all want to do? Let me think on that. <laughs> so we've done a Dunkel and an IPA. It was a cold IPA. Cold yeah. IPA, yeah. Cold um, one with the boys. I love uh, those. Are, those have gotten wildly popular, and they should be because they're delicious. I think it's about time to uh, wrap it up and have a couple cold beers and listen to Chris Hitchcock play. Well, before we do that, we always give our guests the final word. I know we've talked about a lot of things, and trust me, I could probably sit here and we could probably talk for another couple hours, but the floor is yours. If there's anything that you've got coming up in June that you want to promote or whatnot or anything that's on your mind that you haven't talked about or just whatever yeah absolutely. the floor is yours thank y'all for coming out it's a pleasure having you guys spending your time with me it's an honor to be on your podcast we um haven't raised the stage too it'll be somewhere in june be on the lookout to be an absolute amazing event some amazing artists we're doing it to raise some funds to build our, our outdoor stage um check out weekly we drop our weekly posts we have all sorts of stuff going on from dollar wing night pizza night music bingo well, look, we got a special guest in the house right here right now. I think so. Um, yeah, um, come check us out. We're located right at the intersection of 2985, about 10 miles south of downtown Greenville. We do some really cool stuff called uh, Hip Camp and Harvest Host. So you actually can stay here on the farm through those two things. If you have a camper or an RV, you can do it through through Harvest Host. If you want to just come pitch a tent, you can do it through Hip Camp. We would love to come y'all have stay, come stay with us. My name is Andrew Brown. Thank y'all for listening. Come have a cold beer. Cheers, y'all. All right, and with that, Stephen. I know we hear music in the background, but I, I hear a familiar tune. I hear we're just boys and we like beer. Hit it, Chris. Upstate Beer Boys. Thank you. We're just boys. We're just boys. We like beer. We like beer. If you think that that sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear. We like Blondales, IPAs, cider stouts from the USA. We're just boys. We like beer. We're just boys. We like beer. Upstate Beer Boys. This is Eddie Whittingham with Clock Tower Taproom and Billiards, and you've been listening to the Upstate Beer Boys podcast.